You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. Anna Tigre, we're, we're at home. We've, uh, we've carved out uh, 30 minutes out of our day, out of yep. our very busy day. <laughs> it's been so hard to get some of these podcasts done. It's, our life has been so insane, <laughs> which is, I guess, we had a million topics planned out, but... It, it became very clear what we should talk about today. Well, we're right, we're right in the midst of, uh, and I guess we should sort of give this some context, right? Um, Anna and I are overwhelmed, like beyond overwhelmed, and we're confessing. We're beyond overwhelmed. Yep. We've got uh, three little ones. They're all foster kids. We operate a business. We have a manufacturing Emma facility in Las three, Vegas. Emma turns three next month. Katie turns four in June. Jesse turns three in August. Right. So we basically have three, two two-year-olds and a three-year-old. We've got our hands full <laughs> with kids. But uh, we, we run that business. We opened a manufacturing facility here in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a year we, ago in May or June? June right, June. right, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so it's just all of it has been a lot. And, and of course, you and I, are, we can handle a lot. We've always handled a lot. I've sure. always handled a lot, sure. you know, in business and doing many things and like that. And and uh, it's just that this is a thing that has finally come. And I think we met our match. I think we met our <laughs> match this week. And and I realized that I realized that and and learned a lot in this last week. I I got really sick on Saturday. Today is Wednesday. Yes. I got really sick this last Saturday. I uh, I just got this random fever. Yeah, I uh, don't know. I didn't know what it was attached to. Anyway, we figured it out and I'm on antibiotics and everything's fine. But uh, I hit 105 at one point, which, oh my goodness. yeah, now very simple. Go see the doctor. Right. But what had happened is we have an accountant that does our taxes and all our stuff for us and he failed to file a paper. So consequently, uh, our insurance was canceled. Anna got it all sorted out, re- but it doesn't start until May now, right? <laughs> um, and so, uh, thank you, Obamacare. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Anyway, we won't go into that, but uh, but yeah, we can't get insurance immediately. We can have the insurance, we can pay for it, but we don't get covered until yeah. May. Right. So, no, I'm not about to run off to the doctor, but I do have a doctor friend, and he, you know, anyway, got the problem solved. <laughs> so, that meant that I spent 48 hours in bed. In that 48 hours, I didn't watch TV. I didn't look at my phone. I didn't talk to anybody because I went into the guest bedroom. It's up at the front of the house. It's a completely... Because we weren't sure if you were contagious. Yeah, we didn't know. And we don't want everybody being sick like that. So no. I was sequestered. You know, I was quarantined. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you're like, yay. <laughs> well, for the first little while, I mean, it wasn't... It didn't feel very good. Yeah. Right? Because I felt really lousy. And then, you know, you're isolated. And, you know, and so it's just... Yeah. And uh, but no TV, no anything, no no audiobooks, no no nothing, no social media, nothing. Just laying there, didn't even read books. And uh, and normally that's that's Mission Impossible for me. You know, mm-hmm. I've always got to be doing something. Uh, but I came out of that whole thing, and I, I I did spend some time praying, you know, and uh, talking to God about this because I was getting concerned when I started getting, you start, it started at 102 and I noticed I had a fever. Then it went to 103 and then 104 and then 104.8 and then it hit 105 and I'm going, 
okay, <laughs> this is getting serious now. Yeah. And uh, and it, it doesn't feel good at 105. Uh, it, it's frightening. Don't, don't imagine it does. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and, uh, and, but I started thinking about things. You know, when you always, in being an ex-cop and like that, you know, you, you, you face your own mortality often. And every time a friend passes away or someone you know, you know, you, you consider your life, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I started thinking about it. I'm going, okay. There's so many people that manage so much more than I do. Why am I struggling with this? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and really in the day, uh, our days are, you know, I don't do the 20-hour days like I used to do, yeah. you know, when you first met me and, and I had done that for 20 years. You know, I don't do that anymore. And so it's like, what is the problem? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what I realized was is I disconnected from everything. And, 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 and now just... Just to give some context again, uh, being a foster parent, when we tell people we're foster parents, and unless you are a foster parent, have been a foster parent, or know a foster parent intimately well, it's a whole lot more than just raising kids. Well, raising the kids is the easy part. That's the easy. Well, it, which is not easy. It's not easy because they all come with a lot of trauma and and a lot of needs. Yet, that's the easy part. About being a foster Right. These parent. are kids, when they're in foster care, they've either been abandoned, they've been physically, sexually, mentally abused in some way, neglected, mm-hmm. something horrible has happened in their life, they've been through a traumatic event, their parents were killed in a car wreck or something like that, they've been removed from their families. That alone, so just that, being removed, it creates yeah, a trauma. And that's yeah. what the training's for, but it, you know, there's, it's just a constant challenge, right? Dealing with those issues, and then you have more than one, so it's, the, you know, it's compounded, and it's right. actually exponentially greater because they're triggering each other, and it's just a circus, right? So there's that. Mm-hmm. That's the easy part. Mm-hmm. The hard part, uh, and in Jesse's case especially, yeah. is dealing with... The emotional roller coaster. Yeah, and, yeah. and what we mean by that is there's, uh, there's family court. There are attorneys for the kids, uh, if parents are involved, there's attorneys for the parents. Then there's the biological parents that are involved. Then there's workers, and then there's the worker supervisors. And and everybody has their own job and their own agenda, agenda, if mm-hmm. you will. And it's quotations around agenda. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> These things become uh, the more protracted they get. Like in Jesse's case, the more challenging. Yeah, it's, it's been two and a half year, over two and a half years, or no, it's been two and a half years with him. And what is hard is that, you know, all the different scenarios that change now at this point, almost weekly, certainly monthly, um, about his future. And so you, you love this child like they're your own blood. You know, you, you, you know they're not and that... But you if, you, are, if you can't love them like your own, you shouldn't be foster. You parents. shouldn't be foster parent, exactly. Because then you're so, just warehousing kids. So you you love these children like they're your own blood, yet you have zero input about their future. You know that's all in the hands of well, well, whoever. Well, just to give let, let's just a simple thing. Katie had cavities. She had a toothache. Yeah. Right. So we can We have to contact the worker. We can't just take. Well, her we to, no. We took her to the dentist. Uh, and then the dentist said she has cavities, so she needs to be put under to take care of it. It's right. been how many months? And so that took us, uh, took you just about probably five, six five months. Five months to get the paper signed. To get signed. the paper signed by a judge. Right. And then the girls went 
we got the paper just before they left to Minnesota. It was supposed right. to be done in Minnesota when they went to a former foster family. They, they came never back. took care of yeah, it. They, that was in October. They just got back here like three weeks ago, a month ago. Yeah. Still hasn't been taken care of. This kid still got toothache. Uh, so we have to go through, you know, a bit of a process. You, you can't just take your child to the dentist and get a tooth fixed. Right. Okay. It's not that simple. And so there's just that whole process of you making phone calls and being told this and then waiting for this and waiting for that and waiting and calling and then calling every day because now they're not doing their job. And you, you know, have all the responsibility, but none of the authority. <laughs> right. And so it's just, it's just that now times that by three because there's three kids. Right. And then in Jesse's case, there's mom and dad involved with Katie and Emma. That's, that's dealt with. Uh, they're just a ward of the state, but uh, with Jesse's case, there's mom and dad involved. And so they've got their personal growth and their issues and trying to get together. And of course we're doing what we can to mentor them mentor through this them. process yes. so they can get their son back. And, and all the while this little boy is, he doesn't know anybody else is his mom and dad other than us. And so you're trying to teach this child to, you know, to attach to somebody that, you know, is their he biological parent, to. but yeah. he doesn't understand why, why, you know, you're my dad, you're my mom, you know? And so, so there's all this ancillary stuff that goes on and then add workers, lawyers, judges, right. Court processes, endless Ma hearings. Making the wrong decisions for Think, the wrong reasons. Well, and, and people, you know, sometimes not, not doing, doing their, their job jobs to our satisfaction, right. what we think is... And, and so anyways, this... And I'm not bashing the system. We're just saying we, we've been extremely fortunate in that this has been a case that probably could have been wrapped up in a few months and we're two and some years into it. Yeah. And uh, anyway... Uh, now my blood pressure is going up already. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing, is that uh, being in bed for those two days and thinking, okay, if this doesn't get turned around, you know, this could, this could be very serious. And it's just, you know, I don't care about these lawyers and I don't care. You know, what's important is that Jesse is happy and he feels loved. And God put him here and he's here today and we're getting to love on him and he's safe and he's happy. He's getting fed. His needs are being met. He's... You know, when we got him, he was very delayed. Now he's, you know, most of the things that he's doing, he's at uh, a three-year-old to four-year-old level, you know, so he's excelling now, you right. know. Uh, so he's flourishing. You know, the girls are so happy to be back here, and they're flourishing. And, you know, we've got two amazing dogs, and we've got an amazing business with amazing customers that are so loyal, and you're so talented as a designer, you know, blessedbodywear.com. You're making these amazing fitness wear that everybody loves, and, Everything's great. What's the problem? And what I realized is when I came out of the cave after mm -hmm. two days mm -hmm. back into the world that we live in, that the problem is us. Mm -hmm. And well, that can be very revealing. And right away we feel convicted. Like, what do you mean? You know? Yeah. <clears throat> That's not what it is. If the problem is me, then I have the power to change that problem. And what it is, is I, I don't have to, you know, we just, we just celebrated some of the issues that we have with the process. Mm -hmm. And like I said, my blood pressure went up, right? Yeah. And I can feel, I can just get an anxiety again, right? Yeah, frustration. And yeah, I mean, and, and uh, I mean, the last meeting we went in there and I led with cuss words and raising my voice. I mean, this was a meeting with the DA and all these attorneys and all these workers and I'm, I'm ripping everybody a new one. And well, it's just, you get to a point, right? And it's just like enough, you mm -hmm. know, do the right thing for this kid. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's there. Anyway, uh, 
and, and so just stepping back from that and what's important. If I had 24 hours to live, what would be the most important thing? Right. You know, and, and the other thing is, is just, if I'm going to, why would I let these things and people have that much free time in my head that they take away from all the positive things that God's blessed me with? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I made a commitment when I walked out of that room and I haven't faltered. I haven't gone back. You know, I, I, I love cooking, so I just started, I just took over cooking, so I'm cooking for everybody and cleaning. I love cleaning the house, love doing laundry, love when everything's sorted out, so I've been doing that, um, been making business decisions, but I don't spend a lot of time celebrating the problem. Business for anybody that has not been in business before for yourself, working for yourself, yes, you can pick your own hours. Any 20 hours in the day that you want to work, <laughs> you can work them. Right. You know, you can do them anytime you want. That's true. But it's a lot. And you can work any seven days of the week that you want to work. Right. We only work days that end in day. Right. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> but that's that's the nature of being successful in a small business. Right. Um, now, something we chose, I'm not complaining about it. It's just it's not it's not utopia. It's wonderful because you have control. In our case, you can be creative. We can do things the way we want, and you know you it's can. It's a trade, yeah. Yeah, it's great, but it's not. Um, it's you, th- there's no such thing as an eight-hour day. Right. Yeah, that 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 doesn't happen. It's 24 hours. I th- I think that's you know uh, even like multi-level companies. That's what they sell is. Um, you know, you can work from home, work for yourself, you be your own b- boss. Yeah. It's like you can still, and it's like, no, any business, including multi-level business, if you want to be successful, it's not just a couple hours here, a couple hours there when you have right. the time. It like you have to devote yourself and it's not going to be eight hours. It's going to be all consuming, it, it's you know, but it, it, it. You're right. You can work after your kids are in bed or you mm-hmm. can, you know, but you still got to get the work done. And and I think what you're saying is that, you know, and it's true, like with our mentality, we always feel like we can take on more and, and we want that. But life happens as well. And then it accumulates. And if you don't take the time to get perspective and decompress and, you know, come back into life with a better attitude um it gets to a point that it's your it seems like your whole life is gloomy like everything and that's kind of like where i am this week that we've been talking about it terry was sharing with me the perspective he got over the weekend trying to help me out just because you know you 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 go through something like jesse's case and the business expanding and all that and then you know, the wonderful phone call that we got about the girls coming back to us and then getting ready for them and then settling with three toddlers and you go through all that and it's like you're you're going on adrenaline and like that, but pretty soon things settle down and you're like, how come I'm not settled? How come mm-hmm. I have anxiety? How no, come it's I can't? almost like we start looking for problems to replace the problems we just saw. Yeah, it's like how can how can I not just <clears throat> sit here and enjoy my kids and have fun, and I'm just so extremely tired, you know? And well, and th- this is the thing, and this is right there. That's that's where I came up with this theory, right? And I've applied it, and it's worked. And and it's not my theory; it's just one that I finally decided to 
apply to my life mm-hmm. uh, because it never seemed to make sense before. It never seemed to be something that was possible because all the problems are real problems. How can you pretend they're not there? Right. But what it is is I look at it and I go, okay, what do I want to do? What would make me feel fulfilled and happy in my life today? Mm-hmm. So there's things that I, like if you go camping, you know, you want to go fish, you want to look at the sunrise, stuff like that. Well, somewhere in there, you got to wash the dishes and, you know, clean out the crapper and do all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So do you spend your day, you know, thinking about cleaning out the crapper, you know, talking about how it's going to stink, how gross it is. Like, how much time do you give to that? Mm-hmm. And how much time do you give to the other things? And what I realize is I'm giving all my time to the crapper. <laughs> you know, just, um, you know, I got to tell the story about the CFT a million times over to everybody that wants to hear it. Well, actually, that's not true. I don't yeah. because we keep it to ourselves. But, right. but that's the thing is that I, I think about it constantly mm-hmm. but what was said what i could have said what i should have said i wonder if they did this you know i wonder what they're going to do to us now you know all this and and none of it it's just all imagined stuff and and i've come up with this theory or rule for myself now what it is is there are things that i want to enjoy every day i want to enjoy i love getting up with the sun right mm-hmm. um I love our time at night after the kids go to bed and it's just you and I, mm-hmm. and it's just that there's no responsibilities. We, we shut off our phones and we just, it, that time is just so precious. Mm-hmm. But the other time with the kids is incredibly precious. Mm-hmm. And the time with the business, if I'm not dwelling on just the problems and business is just a series of problems and solutions, but problems are not mountains. They're just problems. By definition, problems are things that have solutions. Right. And so your job in business is to solve problems, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so the problems can get complex and difficult to solve, but they can all be solved. There's always a solution. If you, and so if if you, you look come at from it a good way, place, you can always like, sometimes they help you grow, you know. It, it, right. It, you learn from every problem. Right. You learn, right. you get uh, you become a better person, a better business person. You just become better at everything. And so if you look at that as an opportunity to grow. Now, do I want to do that 24-7? No, I can do that for a certain amount of time in the day. And then I need to shut that off and I need to go do something creative because that's also part of my job. Mm-hmm. And so I like to clean out the crapper first, solve mm-hmm. problems. Yeah. And then go and deal with the creative stuff and just enjoy my day. Now, when the kids are here, you know, when they're, we put them in school in the mornings and they love their school, right? And, and then we go and we get them. And at one time it was like, oh, man, I've got to deal with three kids now, you know, because they want to kick a ball. And then this one wanted to kick the ball and didn't get to, so they're crying. And, some, <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's just constant. There right? too, yeah. Right. And, and, but I look at it and I just stand back. And when I was sick and couldn't play with them. Yeah. And I'm watching them and I was just dying to be in there with them, crawling around in the tent and kicking the ball and, right. you know, throwing so them on the simple. beanbag chair. And yes, and they get so much joy out of it. You know what I mean? I went to Sprouts last night with Emma and just she wanted me to tickle her in the cart and she was laughing her head off. And we were in a line. They only had one cashier open for some reason. Right. There's like 10 of us in this thing. Everybody's annoyed, right? Because yeah. everybody's got their organic apple and they just want to go, right? And and uh, Or whatever it is, you know, that they buy there. And, and I know it's your favorite store. Stop it. <laughs> go ahead. But, uh, but they're all annoyed. Well, she was laughing and she's got this really squeaky voice right so she's laughing everybody started laughing and it really brought levity and that's the magic of kids you know right. they bring so much 
positive to your life if you just get your butt off the couch and go roll or crawl around with them for a while. It's very so simple. what must I do in the day then in order to be in that frame of mind? Well, what it is is I just, okay, problems get a certain amount of time and they get no more time. Mm-hmm. You know, the crapper part. You know, I deal with the crapper and it gets no more time. I don't want to talk about it now. It's done. Okay, yeah. problem solved. And then what I want to think about and talk about is the positives. I can't wait to see the kids because Emma's so cute and Jesse does this and Katie does this and it's going to be so much fun and I can't wait till tonight. You know, it's going to be so much nice after the kids go to bed and we get to kiss them and pray over them and, you know, we shut the lights down and we go into our room. It's just going to be so nice. What would you like to do? And actually plan an event around those fun things. Instead of letting Rather than planning every possible eventuality. You you run your life. Right. Instead of dwelling on the crapper and all what could happen with the crapper, it's 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 looking at the positive things and putting all your imagination into that rather into negative, frightful things. Mm -hmm. And I came away from it. I got like zero anxiety. Like on a scale of one to 10, I'm always functioning at between five and seven, just at normal. And I'm seriously, I'm at zero or one. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, nothing, the problems just aren't that big. You are very different after you got sick. But that's just it. That's the only thing I've changed is just said, okay, I'm giving the least amount of mental time and energy to the negative things, it's like, it's like if you're walking into a fancy restaurant with the love of your life and you step on some gum on the sidewalk on your shoe, mm-hmm. how long do you want that gum on your shoe? <laughs> right? You want to throw it out? You and want go that back gum off the... your shoe as fast as you can and you want to get back, you know, holding hands and walking in with the princess, right? Right. And having the nice dinner and enjoying the nice hotel room and doing whatever you're going to do. Why would you want to carry that chunk of gum on your shoe with you through the whole thing mm-hmm. and be thinking about the chunk of gum and, and all these problems and other people, how they do their jobs or don't do their jobs. And that's just gum. Right. That's all it is. And, and if we focus on what we do, then we start to shine because we're living our life and following our destiny, the things that God put in us. You know, I love being creative. I love making pictures and videos and writing stories and doing those kinds of things. You love designing clothes and, you know, interacting with your friends and your clients and right and inspiring people. And, and this is what we love to do. But if we're just constantly focused on gum on our shoe. Right. So why would we not want to get that off as fast as we can? Stop everything, deal with that, get it done, and then move on to, to the date. Instead of keep, keeping at it like talking about it sharing it getting frustrated with it yeah yeah which we all tend to do right something happens and then your friends call and then how did that go and then you you relive the whole thing yeah reality we're dealing with this issue now jesse is probably you know looks like he's probably not going to stay with us Uh, at one point everything everybody everybody was good with us adopting him and all of a sudden that all changed and uh, now the brakes are on and it's going to go a different way. And so what we're dealing with is him having to leave here and mm-hmm. go live someplace else. So every time I look at him, I'm imagining what his first night's going to be like and how that day, like how does it go the day that he leaves and they take him, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. And so I just go through these scenarios and it breaks my heart and, you know, and then I have no time for anything else. And you know. It makes it impossible to enjoy. Right, but the thing the that is, is he's here. Right. He's not going anywhere today. <laughs> so why would I want that gum in my shoe to ruin today with him? Right. I want to give him another day. And God will take care of 
the rest. He'll take care of tomorrow, and you know what I mean? And, and that's really where I, I got to. You know, we learn this as Christians, right? We learn that, you know, just have faith in God and give everything to him. Philippians 4, you know. Yeah. Pray about everything and worry about nothing and, and all so this. So easy when you say that yeah, to somebody else. Yeah, I can else. read it. I can almost, you know, I, I can quote parts of it. You know, I'm really good at that. But living it, that's a whole other thing, right? Yeah. I haven't done that before. <laughs> what do you mean? You got to live it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing is is um, this weekend I decided, okay, enough. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not going to take another second away from my kids, my family, my loved ones, my friends. My dreams, goal, my destiny, your destiny, um, and that, and that's the thing. Like I, you know, you had a rough couple of days after the weekend because everything just came on you, mm-hmm. and you get into a funk, you get into a depression, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just like, hey, let me, I got this. So, started feeding kids and playing with kids, and gave you some time to yourself, and and it wasn't hard. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. It was fun. You know, were there problems? Yeah, but I didn't spend a lot of time on the problems. I solved them real quick and got back to the fun. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And with kids, most problems can be solved with a teaspoon of ice cream and a hug. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really, it's that simple. Right. So, so we spend a lot of times talking about... Well, it, it's interesting the, that, the, you s- that well, you're giving that example because, um, you know, this morning at breakfast, you know, our... Our oldest, Katie, she's the one that has gone through the most. The most, and uh, she's been so great since she came back to us three, four weeks ago. I can't remember how long exactly now because it's been a blur. But she's been doing really great and like that. And then all of a sudden, this morning, she, some of her older behaviors were back. Mm-hmm. So she's picking fights and she's just, just overall not herself, and. And then all of a sudden, like, she tells me we're sitting at the breakfast table and Terry's making breakfast, so I'm sitting with them. And she looks at me and she goes, Mommy, Jessie didn't go in the airplane. And that she's referring she's to when referring she had to, to go when to she, Minnesota. Right, when she had to leave us and then I had to go and, in her words, I went and got them back here. Well, I realize that that's what was on her mind. That was consuming her for whatever reason she thought of it this morning. Um, and well, so we were watching a program last night with airplanes in it. Oh, okay. And that's why the airplanes. And and so if that was on her mind, she didn't want to play with her siblings. She was grumpy. She was trying to pick fights. She was angry. She was sad. Maybe she was scared. She's she, complaining about the cooking. She's <laughs> she did. Um, you know, she didn't want to eat what Terry prepared and all this stuff. And then I told Terry, I said, you know, she's mentioned the airplanes. And then he turned around and reinforced the fact that now they're here. They're not going to go anywhere. They're going to be here forever. And literally, she changed back to the Katie that instantly. We are no different. You know, we have court again tomorrow with Jesse. And that's heavy on my mind all week you know and if that's what is heavy on your mind how do you enjoy your you know like the 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 little nuances of each day and and then if the kids start fighting 
how much more Amplified. you get. Yeah, it amplifies. If you're frustrated, you get way more frustrated, you but, know. And that's an exactly uh, an ex- a perfect example. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's a mm-hmm. perfect example of what I'm talking about. And the thing of it is, is we don't know what's going to happen in court. And, and this is, again, we have a faith in the God. The perfect example is everything that has been happening, that everybody said it was going to do one thing and it went the other well, right. way. So and this is the thing. So we have tomorrow. no idea what's going to happen. Right. And you know what? We'll deal with whatever happens tomorrow, tomorrow. But right. I'm not going to let that ruin today. Right. And that's the thing. Like, I can't prevent what's going to happen tomorrow. We've done everything we're supposed to yeah. do and can do. Well, it has ruined two months for me, basically. Well, right. And, and it did for me, too. Yeah. And, and that, you know, this. Jesse's case has been, what I understand, a very unusual case. The caseworker told me that he's about to have a nervous breakdown. Yeah, this, this and nobody's having fun. <laughs> no. Nobody's having any fun. Yeah. And uh, but the thing of it is, is I can see good coming from it, and uh, and and the thing is, you just do the right thing. Uh, we stood up for Jesse. You know, they changed how they were doing some things, so now it's going to be better for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, we, we've just done the right thing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, whatever's going to happen tomorrow is going to happen, and we'll deal with it tomorrow. Right. And God will be there, and God will, whatever's going to happen is going to be the best thing. I just know it's going to be the best thing. Mm-hmm. And so whether he stays, goes, nothing happens, whatever it is, it's going to happen tomorrow. But I'm not going to take a second of my time with Jesse or Katie or Emma or you or Bella, Ellie, our business, or my destiny, my health, my happiness. I'm not going to spend that today on what might happen tomorrow. You know, when... And that's an easy thing to say. It's easy to say. It's hard to do. Well, the reason is, is that we have, we have the ability to control what we think. And so it's disciplining yourself. First, you have to be motivated. Do I want to be laying in bed with 105 fever, have a seizure, maybe have a stroke, something like that, and end up, you know peeing in a bag and, and you know no or, or dead no I don't want that mm-hmm. and so can I control tomorrow no out of my control what can I control I can control today yeah and I can control what I think and so the minute I start thinking about tomorrow I stop myself and I think about something else and so the first thing I do is I just go and again, it's a Christian thing, but anybody can do it. You know, I just go down the list of things that I've got and I start being thankful for those things, just saying thanks for those things. And so I thank my, you know, I thank God. I thank God. You don't have to thank God. You can thank whoever you want. But I just thank God for for you. I thank God for our home. I thank God for our business. I thank God for the food. I thank God for my creative abilities. I thank God for the opportunity to be alive and here where we're living because we like it here and you know it just go down that list and, and down to i like the plates you know that my grandmother bought for me years ago that we still have you know i like i like i like these reading glasses and you keep stealing them off my desk <laughs> taking because you like them so much you know what i mean and so you just go down that list and when you do that tomorrow's gone Mm-hmm. You can't hold two thoughts in your head simultaneously, especially if you're a man, pro- at the same time and process them. Well, you, you, well, just to give them that amount of immersion. Terry, no, it's got nothing to do laughed. with being a man. Okay, <laughs> okay, just laugh just and laugh. move on. <laughs> you're so right, but no, seriously. Uh, but that's just it. You can only hold that one thought in your head at a time. So control what that thought is. Mm-hmm. 
And so for me, it's thankful, being thankful. The other thing is, is just dreaming about things that I would like to do, you know, goals I'd like to set. You know, I want to start vlogging again, and I've got a whole new concept for what I want to do, and it's just about telling stories. And so I'm thinking about the best stories. The other thing, and I actually got this, Elaine did it once, and she just contacted me one morning and told me something really wonderful that she really admired and thanked me for and stuff like that. And, and I said, wow, this is really nice. Why'd you do it? She says, well, I'm having a really, really bad day, but if I go and I let other people know that I'm grateful for them and really admire them or whatever, she says, and I put something positive into them, she says, I feel better. Mm-hmm. And so that's the other thing is, is that does work really reaching well. out. Yes. And I, so I started doing that. Mm-hmm. And I reach out and just randomly when my heart feels and I wrote to somebody yesterday it turns out he just broke up with his girl and you know he's almost lost his leg and a whole bunch of things and and it really really changed his day and you know it just made me feel so good it makes me want to contact somebody else now you know right. and so there's there's so many things that we can do like that but controlling the thoughts that are in your head being thankful reaching out to others and tell them why you're thankful for them and what they mean to you and why and, and, and then doing other things that are positive in your house. You know, I like to clean. You know, I like things clean and orderly. So just find those things, whatever they are for you, and focus on those things that make you feel good, make you feel better. Um, and also drinking you, you is you not... S- you start taking time to sleep more. Sleep is hugely important. Rest. Yeah, sleep yeah. is really important, which, again... If you're thinking about th- bad things, you can't sleep. And you're dreaming about bad things, you're not going to have good sleep. And so, you know, which do you do first? Well, sleep is very important. Um, you know, drinking, you know, cereal watching a show that makes you feel great, but when it turns off your face with your reality, you know, I mean, uh, anything that you're using as a quote unquote escape is not solving the problem, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because you and I, got into that stupid tv series it's <laughs> oh my god Elaine, you can't stop Elaine watching this stupid <laughs> stupid stupid show what's the name of it now we got to tell people what i don't it is. even know we'll look and you we'll look and we'll put it in the we'll put it in the thing it's on netflix and it's just it's evil but it, it, it's not it's it's the most awesome beautiful wholesome yes it's perfect and you just can't stop watching it but but uh yeah it's a time drain but um but it's an escape. That, too, is an escape. And right. so, you know, facing those things, but face the problems and then put them away. It's gum, right? Or it's a crapper. Yeah. But just face it and throw it away. You're done with it now. You don't have to bathe in it, tell all your friends about it. Just face it, deal with it, move on to the next thing, right? They're just things that need to be dealt with and moved out of the way. Uh, people are not, and oftentimes I think we get that backwards. We wallow in the problems and don't treat them like things. We give them all this power and control over our lives, and then we have very little time for the people that can actually right. are important to us. Right. And and that's one of the things that I realize is that the problems are just things. That is so true, and we we see that all the time. You know, with a uh, like friends of mine that are dealing with stuff at work that they can't control or and then they come home so stressed they don't have patience for their kids or they don't find enjoyment in their kids Mm -hmm. you know and and it's all because their minds are being consumed by whatever it is that they can't control and this is the thing you know we say things like it's always on my mind i can't get it out of my mind well if you 
really check yourself. You're, you're the one there. that's putting it there. You're the one that's revving it up and feeding it and watering it and bringing it back and thinking it over again, you know. And, and again, sit down and go through the list and make it like a ridiculous list of things you're thankful for. Um, thank you for that laundry company sign above our laundry room. It's it's cool. You know, I, I love my I love You're my welcome. I got cooking that. pot. I like my <laughs> I like my rubber spatula. You know, I like anything. You, yeah, and just give thanks for those things, and you just go down this ridiculous list. Things that we take take for granted. Yeah. yeah, and if you do that every day, that becomes your habit. Mm-hmm. It becomes your go-to. You know, you see something, man. I'm really thankful for this car. You know, I'm thankful for that car wash. You know, I'm thankful for. You know what I mean? You yeah. just. You, Make that your new habit. Uh, and when you do that, it's, it's easier to recognize when problems come in because they disrupt the flow rather than being the flow. Sure. So if you immerse yourself in the positives in your life and you give, uh, show gratitude for the things and the people in your life uh, and, and, then, and then dare to dream, you know, spend time on your dreams and make plans for fun little things. It could be a bowl of popcorn, like the kids, you know. Okay, we're going to have popcorn tonight. Oh, my God. They're just like amped for the whole day. They come after school and they just, okay, let's have popcorn. You know, like they don't forget it, right? But that makes their whole day is popcorn. It's a freaking bag of microwave popcorn and they're losing their minds over it. Yeah. Well, honestly, it doesn't take a lot more than popcorn at night with you watching a YouTube video and, you know, so, so find those positive things that will ramp you. It doesn't have to be a trip to Mexico every time. It can just be something you enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, but build your day around that. And then when problems seep in there, think of them as gum on your shoe, deal with it, get it out of the way. So it's gone. Don't ignore it. Deal with it. Get out of the way. So it's gone. Throw the gum away and then go on your date you know, mm-hmm. and enjoy mm-hmm. your day. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my advice. That's what I learned this week. And it's working. I'm at Wednesday and I've never gone this long. You know what I mean? And I just feel happy and I feel really peaceful. And he has good advice because it truly has been life changing. I, I see firsthand that this man right now is just on a Zen, Zen zone. <laughs> and I'm like, can you share with me what happened? Because <laughs> I need some of that peace. So there you go. We thought so we would share with all of you. We shared it with the world. So anyway, I hope you guys have an awesome day. I hope it's some help. Uh, if you have any questions, let me know. Uh, you can make comments uh, on Facebook. It's Good Lad Unscripted on Facebook. Terry Goodlad. Um, of course, Anna T. Gray. You can follow her on her page on Facebook. We're on Instagram as well. We're all over the place. Anyway, <laughs> you thanks, can find us. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple of days with another episode of Good Light Unscripted, the podcast.